Guys, you knew we couldn't stay away, right? Come on. How's it going? It's me, Dave Thompson, co-host of Sounds Like Autism, and uh, I'm coming at you with a bonus episode. Um, I recently did an interview with our friend, our new friend, Mark Cordon, who is another uh, TEDx speaker from the event that we will be taking part of uh, in September. And uh, it was killer, and Josh thought that it would be cool if we just put it up as a little bonus, and actually he's booked to speak with Mark as well. Mark's show is called uh, Golden Mike Live, and he is an absolute blast. Um, and we're going to have to get him on the show once we start up season two. Uh, as far as an update from the SLA camp, uh, we've been just kind of pacing around Josh's apartment, practicing. Um, yeah, it's a thing. It's, uh, it's one of the harder things I've done uh, in my professional career, and I know Josh um, will, will be able to explain to you guys how he feels as well. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot for both of us. Um, we we want to knock it out of the park. It's not every day that um, you know folks like us are are able to to you know reach such a, a big audience and uh, have such an impact. So we're we're really just so excited, and um, we're gonna do our very best to not disappoint. And that being said, I think the best thing we could both do is just. Uh, chill and take things as it comes and take it you know line by line then paragraph by paragraph and um, you know try to memorize this thing so we could do what we do best which is just kind of go off the cuff and speak a little bit more naturally but we we have to memorize it first um that's pretty much it it's a hot summer here in new york i'm working long days and trying my best not to go outside and uh, I think Josh is doing the same. He's actually downstairs working right now, doing night crew. Um, so that's why he couldn't come to the mic. But I believe his interview with Mark Cordon on, um, on Golden Mike Live is set for August 5th. So I'll, I'll have it to you guys as soon as, uh, as, soon as I get it. And um, yeah, Mark is a super cool guy. He's a motivational speaker. Uh, you know, he's a consultant. Um, he, he practices positive psychology, super, super smart guy, and I'm sure you'll get that impression when you hear me speak to him, um, but we're, I got to apologize in advance, uh, Mark's got bright red dyed hair, follow him uh, on Instagram at mark.cordone, um, and he's a, he's a former punk rocker as well, so we kind of nerd out a little bit, so this is definitely uh this is definitely not a, a typical episode of, of Sounds Like Autism because we go, we go pretty far off topic um, and there's not, there's not any uh, on-the-spectrum representation in this episode. But, you know, coming from my standpoint as an educator, you can kind of hear a little bit more about where I come from and my, uh, yeah, the, my kind of narrative um, historically and where I, where I sit uh, philosophically. Um, and I, I hope you guys enjoy it. So I'll talk to you all soon. Miss ya. Bye-bye. Party on, Wayne! Oh, what's up, man? How's it going? Oh, my gosh. There's no call and response. We're going to really, do it one I more time. I don't really identify. Okay. Party on, Wayne!
Party on, guys. Oh, yes, I love it. I love it. What is shaking? Episode 173, Golden Mike Live. We have a very, very, very special guest today. I have not met him in person. And so literally, we're meeting for the first time live right now. Um, Now, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. We've done, I've done 173 episodes. You know why? Hmm. Because you cannot cancel me! I produce my own show! And so given that, I have the opportunity to bring on... When I found out that I had the opportunity to bring this guest on, fast-tracked him on, a punk rock educator, innovator, and creating uh, or contributing to creating a more inclusive world for people who've been previously labeled as outcasts, as different, as uh, being on the island of misfit toys. And so I very much can uh, relate to, to Dave Thompson, who's here on the show today. Dave, nice to finally meet you, brother. How are you? Dude. What an intro. I have never, never been introduced so uh, <laughs> ac- accurately, accurately, and, and it's just with such enthusiasm. Well, it, are, the accuracy comes from the show notes you gave me. <laughs> can you please introduce me at TEDx? <laughs> well, you you know this TEDx. That, uh, we've been fortunate enough, Dave and I, to, to uh, be speaking in TEDx Farmingdale on September the 7th. And baby, this thing is going to be like WrestleMania. And uh, with, with punk rock backgrounds, I think that we should have some sort of pyro or something. I'll, I'll I, gladly, I if you can you. get the pyro, I'll do the voiceover as you come out. I got to tell you, when I saw the everyone's little blurbs and their their uh, their photos, it kind of reminded me of like I remember in high school, like you'd be in like ten tenth grade English first day, and some other like guy that kind of dresses like you walks in, and you're like, oh no, you're like there can, there can only be one, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I was like, I had to friend you and message you on Facebook right away, just make sure we were uh, we were we were just gonna squash that right away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I do have to tell you when after I read your bio, I was like, just as long as he's not Asian, man, (laughs) he's different enough. He's different enough just as long as he's not Asian. But like, you know what? When people come from that sort of misfit world and you you, you kind of take on a, a maverick spirit, you know? Um, you you sort of subconsciously size yourself up, and I think that that's something that we always do. It's like, oh man, this is what makes me, you know, this is my special sauce, and oh my gosh, someone's bringing the same sauce. <laughs> and so it's almost like we relate so much that it's like, where will I get to be original? And I love the fact that you reached out, and here we are, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I I, th- I think it's really interesting how, um, you know, you talk about similarities in people that have that kind of upbringing or that kind of background. You know, I, I started in, in the, the punk rock scene when I was like 13 years old, but it, it's not because of that background. It's because of the reason you went into that. You know, like mm-hmm. the, when you say people are, are, are misfits, it's like, well, there's a reason why I ended up, you know, uh, at a Sunday all ages matinee at a, at a bar in my, you know, by the train station in my hometown at 12, 13 years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people, you know, you can, you can, run in different directions with that kind of uh, that kind of positioning for whatever reason, whether, you know, you have uh, family situations or learning disabilities or 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 bad acne or whatever reason you became an outcast or a rebel or a misfit. um, It's going to always inform your your worldview and you can go in different directions with that. And 
I get so excited when I meet somebody else who's taken it and internalized it and then put out just rays of, of, of positivity into the world. So I, I mean, I'm really, really excited to meet you and I got to read your book as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great book. Probably one of the greatest books out there next to the <laughs> Bible and, uh, Howard Stern comes again. So like it's, it's somewhere between the two there. Um, there's something to be said though. Um, even, even in a place where we can take full ownership of our individualness, our misfittery, our, uh, our, our, you know, uh, being on the island of misfit toys, there still is this, I would say, internal need to belong. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I found myself in, in the bars or when I was 13 years old. That's For why sure. I found For myself sure. going to the shows. You know, it wasn't really the bar, but it was the show. That's why no, I found right, myself right, right. going to the show. That's why I found myself... Um, relating to lyrics, and um, I, I believe that you and I are, are pretty much around the same age, right? Mm -hmm. The age where you could open up like your fresh CD and read the like every all the lyrics, like all the little inside jokes that they had, like you could read anything about a band, and suddenly when you go to a show, I, I would say it's the closest thing to church, you know? Uh, yeah. Like you feel this sort of camaraderie. You know, yeah, um, and, yeah and, I did. I didn't get it in Boy Scouts. You know what I mean? Like other people got it. <laughs> yeah. Other people got it in sports and in Cub Scouts and whatever. And then there are certain people that ended up either, you know, skateboarding or, yeah. you know, going to shows or both or, or you know, that it was for the, the others. And, and, you know, and 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 then there's like the Dungeons and Dragons guys. And like, oh. you know, they, they, some of those some of those guys would be there, too. Yeah. But 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 yeah, it was it was where things started clicking. Don't Even touch my D&D &D, dog. Oh no! I'm Don't not. I'm not oh, I watch Stranger Things. I'm cool. Oh, right on. So I, I want to get to this. I I, I want to get to this. Um, uh, for those of you who are tuning in to see Dave, that's Dave. And um, for those of you who haven't met me before, I'm going to be on stage with Dave um, in a couple months. My name is Mark Cordone. Um, uh, not only a uh, founder of Make Money Coaching, I'm I'm the uh, chief disruptive officer of the Joy Revolution. Very punk rock in its background, um, and more so. I get to ask on a regular basis um, two questions. Two questions. That's all I ask. Number one is how happy are you? And it's so punk rock for me to say this to a punk rocker. Like, how happy are you, punk rocker? And then number two is how much are you living in your purpose today? So, Dave, it's a double, it's a double-edged uh, question, but I want you to answer it. How happy are you today? And how much are you living in your purpose? Wow. Uh those are great questions. I'm actually, it's funny. Um, and we can get into what I do for a living, uh, Absolutely. when, 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 it, when we get there, but every Thursday morning I have a, a, a morning meeting with, um, heads of all the departments at, at my workplace and we do our, um, our high and our low for the week, uh, where, you know, what our high point is and what our low point is. And it was just so weird. There was just some sort of, uh, vibe today where for the first time no one had a low we were just like oh nice. so and we and and our highs were so you know sometimes a high could be something as as small as like oh i like my new haircut or what or whatever and, and uh but they were all big they were all like these big uh elaborate you know like um <laughs> you know i i'm I, my high is that like we're helping change the world and i don't have a low you know what i mean so um no i'm i'm super happy uh, really happy and and what was the second question um, the second question is purpose how much right. are you living in your purpose today 
I mean, I'm I'm living and breathing and and you know, sweating, <laughs> leading my purpose. Like, no, seriously, I'm on an all-purpose diet. Um, like, no, really. And people know, and you know, I'm I'm I. And things started clicking for me a, a couple years ago. You know, we we've already kind of talked about you know the whole the whole like positioning of a rebel or, or whatever, yeah. um, and and how you know that's kind of largely unfocused when you're younger. Um, and and I am my I found my life force, and you know between my wife and my kid and 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 my work, I just I'm. So living my purpose every single day. So that's, amazing. That's a really that's a really cool reflective question for me. Well, I'm glad that you like it because it, it's just like going to a show. It's it's call and response time, baby. It's the oh, part yeah. where the the audience claps along with the lead singer. So for those of you watching right now, it may seem like a cheesy thing, but folks who can answer that they feel happy and they're high on a purpose scale actually show higher. Um, a reflective uh, quality or, or a higher um, uh, sense of purpose, sense of uh, happiness with life. Like it all kind of relates to how happy you are and how much you're living in your purpose. George Andriop Andriopoulos knows what I'm talking about. Um, he's calling you out already, Dave Thompson. I can't uh -huh. believe you fell for the you cannot cancel me line. Yeah, yeah, I took the rookie in today, George. <laughs> um, and then, he's, then he drops a Baba Booey on the show. Baba Booey! Baba Bohai! What's up, George? <laughs> of course, George will drop that. It's good to see you in here, George. George, everyone else who's feeling good, who's living in full purpose, I want to see you hit that heart. I want you to own it. Own that you're living above the status quo where it's cool to say, I'm fine and I'm doing okay. We're, we've got to hold ourselves to a higher um, uh, 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 standard than that. Hit the heart if you're proud of that. Um, George Andriopoulos wants me to ask you what your name is. <laughs> my name is Dave Thompson. Do you want my social too, my social security what? number? Why, what did, I, what did I say? Joey Thompson? I thought you said Dave Thompson. It doesn't matter what your name is. No, no. As long as my tattoos are in the shot, we're fine. The tattoos, the tattoos look great. Um, George got me so so badly. I swallowed my own spit right now. Now here's the other thing. Before we go into Dave's story a little bit more, a lot of people think that um, uh, positive psychology is about twenty four seven poops and giggles. You like that, Dave? Mm -hmm. Poops and giggles. I kept a, kept a PG for you. Um, they they think it's about Dave riding across a a a, a, a pony with with that leather jacket of his throwing skittles across the sky. Nah, if you're feeling happy twenty four seven, actually something's wrong. Right. One, you could be dead, and two, you could be a sociopath. <laughs> Life is about the ups, the downs, and the all-arounds of life, baby, including positive psychology. It mm. is about how we are able to be resilient through the tough times. It is about how we are able to savor the good times and when we're meeting new people. So mm. keep that in mind. If you're not feeling it today, if you're not feeling happy, that's cool. Your heart beats just like Dave and I. Give us mm -hmm. a thumbs up and let us know that you're living life because this might be a story that you tell one day, perhaps on the golden mic. Now, here's the, the last one. You know, Andriopoulos, I wasn't going to let him get away with this one. I'm not going to go into the I'm not going to go into the science of it, but hope, 
Hope is probably one of the most powerful things you can give to yourself or another person. As powerful as EQ and IQ. You mm. give that to somebody else, all of a sudden things start going up. You hopeful, Thompson? Oh, yeah. Okay, so for those of you who are hopeful right now, see how it's all call and response? For those of you who are hopeful right now, there's another button down there. It's called the wow face, and you're about to see two punk rockers give the wow face. Dave Thompson, (laughs) show me that wow face, son. (laughs) Show me the wow face. I absolutely love it. Thank you for playing along, man. Um, now let's get to it. Now let's get to the story. Um, you're doing a lot when it comes to inclusiveness. Um, uh, you're doing a lot. You're getting on stages now. We're both we're both about to get on a stage. What's your story that brought you here, man? Okay, so I, I always knew I wanted to to help people. Um, and I, I really, you know, it was been a lifelong process and honing in on exactly that, what that meant for me and exactly how that would work for me. Um, and I, I joined the workforce after college as an edu- as a, you know, a direct service provider for people with developmental disabilities, mainly autism, um, and also uh, for gang affiliated teenagers in New York City, like people who are caught up in the system in foster care, the juvenile justice system. Um, and, and it was an incredible learning experience for me. Uh, where I gained a lot of my confidence and and so much knowledge, but uh, I was so so disappointed with the lack of like meaningful opportunities that that you know our our populations our vulnerable populations were were being afforded, um, and I really felt a little helpless about it. I was kind of floundering um, for for a while, you know, and and um, I had all this this energy that I wanted to put out into the world that is just you know like I said it's just free flowing now, yeah. and I didn't I didn't really know how to do it. The the first um, thing that comes to mind is 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 uh in terms of working with the the populations that you're working with, I could see folks having a high burnout rate in that. Oh, of course, because there's course, so much giving involved. Right, and and you know when I started uh you know full time at a at a group home for uh kids that were caught up in the system in in, in New York City, I was working with um I was the only one that not only wasn't a parent but wasn't a grandparent um. So, so, so it was, uh, and they really weren't kind of challenging the status quo. They were underpaid, overworked, um, and kind of, you know, not totally burnt out, but, but just running on fumes, you know? Um, and I don't blame any of them, you know, but, but, um, you know, that, that brought me along to, to just really looking into different things online and looking for any, you know, really, uh, when I say I was, it took a long time to focus. Um, I was looking to help anyone and, and just in a really meaningful environment. And, um, in 2015, I came across, uh, an incredible pair of agencies, um, right outside of New York city, uh, spectrum designs foundation. I didn't even mean to wear the shirt, but product placement right here. Yeah. Yeah, Spect- he did. Um, yeah, he did. Spectrum designs foundation is <laughs> nice. a, it, it, we're a nonprofit social enterprise. Um, that employs uh, mostly young people, mostly on the autism spectrum. Uh, we we have uh, around almost 30 individuals that are paid employees that have various uh, disabilities, mostly um, autism-related conditions. And then we have the Nicholas Center, which is um, which w- was founded simultaneously, which provides the ongoing educational and behavioral support for those individuals. So I would never use the word um, unemployable, but a lot of a lot of the 
the individuals that we that come here have these incredible skills, so much potential, but really have trouble honing in on that for a, you know a myriad of reasons. And we are able to provide that ongoing support through the Nicholas Center, um, whatever that means for them. Uh, presume presuming confidence, but providing that safety net, however close it has to come to the individual and fading in and out as needed so that they're set up for success in the workplace. Um, and that, you know, that has set me on my path. It's, it's mostly what I, you know, live and breathe all week. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm involved in a bunch of other project projects and, uh, surrounding inclusivity, um, and and a lot of work readiness stuff that's that's really incredible you know what i like about uh this sort of tandem of spectrum designs in the nicholas center is um you know it's it, it's one thing to provide a job for someone who's having a tough time that already starts getting the wheels in motion but to really mm -hmm. hit it over the head with a hammer is to provide the skills uh, uh, sort of the life skills that we're, aren't really taught in a lot of places. Of course. You know, um, we're people that are always going through transi transition, not just like from high school to college if you choose to go to college. It seems mm -hmm. like that's where a lot of resources are, right? Um, right? You know, we're always transitioning out, whether it be from one job to another, one relationship to another, one business to another. And we constantly need those skills like you know uh, i i call it new new it's not me i i i bit this from something so i'm doing a cover right now so but right. but new levels new devils right, right? And, and so you know it those really transitional is, times yeah. are 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 you know even even you can look at it in a you know in as like a microcosm um when when i have someone just entering work or leaving work that is the most um the most likely to be a challenging time mm. Mm -hmm. And and you can you can kind of blow that up and look at that, um, you know, across life and, and say, you know, pe people don't consider those weird transitions. People don't talk about what happens when the bus stops coming at 21 for people with developmental disabilities, for example. Um, and, you know, you could do all the work in the world and, and, and work your butt off as a teacher or something. And then 21 hits and you hug the kid and say goodbye and you have nothing to do with them after that. And, and, you know, it, you know, it has to do with funding and, 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 you know, the, the way things are, um, but things, things need to change. And, and we're really on the forefront of some uncharted territory here in, in ensuring that, but yeah, for anyone, those yeah. transitional times can be really, really challenging, uh, where you're kind of floundering or, yeah. you know, uh, anxious, worried, nervous, um, depressed about where you are. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's like when I, when I need to leave for, it, I, I'm very routine oriented. I'm a lot like a lot of the participants that I serve. I really, uh, benefit from to-do lists and, and knowing what's coming. Um, and if I, God forbid, I have to like catch a flight in the morning, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I will Cause the not, whole routine's like, thrown off. <laughs> right. Like, like, because it's that transitional time from from New York to Boca Raton to see my father-in-law or whatever, yeah. that is the most challenging time for me because you're unsure. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And um, since we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the, uh, what we do, I mean, I just literally, uh, I just literally just wrote a new paragraph in, in my TED right before we went on about mm -hmm. how important having virtuous support means yeah. like um, uh, people who have your back, not only through the times of, you know, um, you know, the trauma, but also like we need people to savor life with 
to like when things go really well, what's the first thing we want to do? We want to share it with somebody. Yeah. And so it can be a very lonely feeling when um, one of your Spectrum employees, uh, something amazing happens and they've got no one to share it with. And I love the fact that there's backup there um, for, yeah. for them. There's reinforcement. Um, we got J Janet, Janet Planet, who's tuning in. Janet also works with teens. And I believe it's your birthday, either today or yesterday, Janet. So happy birthday. Um, uh, the more you work at a heart-filled position in giving, the more likely you are to burn out quickly. So she was definitely relating to this idea of burnout. And she oh, for sure. she is working with teens and um, she's sending you a message right now, Dave. Love what you are doing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Um, and and her, with her work, uh, working with teens uh, is, is, is with special gifts. She's just giving love, 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 love. So yeah, um, I think you're getting a, a, a lot of love there from Janet. Um, so I kind of want to I, I kind of want to go back to your story because, um, you know, from this place of of of, of kind of wanting to help almost anyone at one point, and then you're yeah. like, oh my god, I found Spectrum, it's on, right? <laughs> How do you go from like punk rock to like wanting to help the world? <laughs> well, well, I think I think you know I don't I don't have to get too into it, but I think when you when you've gone through a lot, you want to you know and and you come out you know, on the other side, you want to, you want to help, you want to help, you know, anyone. So, mm. um, you know, I didn't have the easiest time growing up and, and I just felt like there's been a time there. I don't know if it was a Ted talk or what, but there's this like screenshot that I have saved in my phone. It's been my background and I've used it for different things where a guy's talking on stage and in the, uh, on the screen behind him, there's a projector and it says, be the kid, be the, be the adult that you needed when you were a kid, right? Mm. And I really, I really love that. And maybe, sure, I don't have autism, but like there were times growing up when, you know, because of my family situation, because of my, my school situation, um, you know, I really identify with my partner um, for my podcast, Sounds Like Autism, Josh Mursky, because we were both really kind of bullied growing up um, and, it doesn't matter that I don't have autism. If I want to help someone through that, you know, that has informed my worldview and helps me help others, you know, and mm. that that's really where it's coming from. It's why I became a punk and it's why I became an educator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. people, you know, I, I think uh, ostensibly people wouldn't put punk with service. Yeah. Right. And and so, you know, it's almost like the two are, are a, a dichotomy. But from what I'm hearing from you and, and you know, I don't want to insert my agenda fully into it, but I, I don't hear that. I, I hear that punk and service kind of go together for you. I Joe Strummer had this quote. What was it? It was basically that the most punk rock thing in the world is to is to punk rock means exemplary manners to your fellow human beings. Now, I mean, that's what's so interesting about that word is that, you know, to my grandparents, punk was like a curse word. It meant like a horrible thing. It means a lot of different things. Um, I have a lot of friends with, you know, studded jackets that, you know, uh, would never have a nine to five and, and um, you know, people gawk at them or ask them to take pictures of them wherever they go. Yeah. Um, and I have friends that uh, have been touring the world since they were 16, and now they own 
restaurants in in the Hamptons in New York uh, and and still have that blue mohawk because that's their that's their paycheck that's their money maker. Yeah. Um, and there's punk rockers that are that are racist, yep. which is the most yep. horrible thing in the world. So yep. you know there's there's this. It's not even dichotomous. Like it's it's like uh, that word doesn't mean that much except that you're not. Uh, you're not comfortable with the way things are, I guess, you know, and, and I think that there are all different camps um, and and to to pull anyone together. I think that you and I are, are pretty closely aligned, even probably in what we listen to. And we could talk about that another time. But like, I, I think that it doesn't mean too, too much until you really get into, well, what does that really mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of an oversimplification um, yeah. to me. And uh, now I'll just talk a little bit about it because i love talking about it but um you know uh punk rock uh and the scene uh you know i, I don't know if you ever uh jumped in the pit and stuff like that but like the pit seems very violent until you're actually in it yeah like it's a very caring place right like, uh, th there's no one there's no malicious behavior in there there's no one that's trying to make you bleed and stuff like that uh there right. might be some grab ass or grab butts uh, over there <laughs> but like you know but n nothing major you know but we see it as so violent right? right um i think that's why i gravitated so much to the roller derby scene too is because no one's trying that's to cool. hurt each other no one's right. trying to hurt each other it it's all community right. of care um but yet also at the same time my first messages on misogyny, my first messages on homophobia came from certain bands that I listen to and I don't listen to anymore, you know? Right. Um, and, and so you can get a whole lot of things from a whole lot of punk. It's, it's a very wide diaspora. Um, Absolutely. Um, but I, I do uh, agree. There's a, there's a certain amount of when I was growing up and I looked in the mirror, I said, one of these things is not like the other. And in many ways, like... Punk said, one of these things is not like the other. It's you and love it. Right. And that's the message that I got, you know? Yeah, and And, and so sure. still to this day, I use it in my own, uh, in my own business and messaging. So, right. So, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to this now. You're actually going on stage now to start talking right. about this. You've got a <laughs> podcast now. So like you are at the stage of pure amplification about right. this. Why, yeah. why Ted, why podcasting and why now? That's, that's an awesome question. I feel like, um, you know, uh, the, the social enterprise that I serve spectrum designs, they have their own messaging about an employer and whatever. And we kind of needed to, um, have a voice as, as educators as well, because it's not as simple as, you know, so what it is, is that spectrum designs is a t-shirt company. It's a screen printing facility. And we do, uh, we do jobs for companies as big as, as Uber, Facebook, Google, um, the whole New York city, um, Metro North, uh, train system. Uh, we do all their, yeah, it's really cool. We have a lot of jobs with, um, a lot of contracts with towns and municipalities around here. So it's, it's no joke, but uh, they have kind of their own voice and their own messaging. And it really has to be business focused because you wouldn't get um, those kind of contracts if it wasn't because they're looking for price and quality and, and sure. whatever. Um, so as, as far as educators, we have a very unique uh, model of how we support people and a very, um, you know, kind of progressive worldview as far as, uh, you know, what we think 
um, what kind of opportunities we think should be afforded to people that have faced certain challenges, right? And uh, we needed to start talking about that because we get calls all the time about how do you do what you do? Um, and then my partner, Josh Mursky, from the podcast, uh, our podcast is called Sounds Like Autism. It's on iTunes and Spotify. Um, it, he came in looking for a job a couple years ago, and I was just blown away by the way he and I vibed. Josh has autism, um, and he's like one of the deepest people and like the the most big picture kind of thinkers I, I know. And he had all of this incredible energy coming out of him, and it was just kind of not falling on deaf ears, but he was preaching to the choir. He was talking mm -hmm. about it here, and I, we 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 talked about you know how to how to really kind of hone in on it, clean it up a little and, and put it out into the world. And he really didn't know too much about uh, social media. He was using it more for, he was using like the modern tools at our fingertips more for um, things that he was interested in, like yeah. airplanes and stuff like that, Googling specific things, which is a really common um, autism trait to like be hyper-focused on a certain interest, right? Um, so we started talking about a children's book because again, he was bullied when he was younger and he wanted to uh, reach out to, to young people. And we realized like the cost was really big and, and there was a lot of work. And I actually, um, I had all this music equipment already and most of our, our best stuff was, our best stuff was coming out naturally just off the cuff, you know, our best conversations. When we tried to write something down, it was, you know, it was watered down or a little, it sounded like we were acting, you know? Yep. Um, and, and so I was just like, dude, just come to my office at five o'clock on Friday. I'm going to show you something. We literally decided that day what the podcast was called. We made a little, uh, a little logo on paint on Microsoft paint or whatever. And I flipped open my MacBook. We turned on this microphone right here and we just talked. And it, it's funny because if you listen to the first episode, um, it's really rough because we were both like what finding our kind of like a positioning, you know, now I'm so much more comfortable. Yeah. This has only been, this has only been since this past January. Um, but, but this has been really eye opening for both of us. And really what it's geared towards is, um, is people affected by autism and then educators and families and bringing all those people together to talk in a positive way, in an open way, and talk in a, a casual way about some pretty difficult topics um, in, and in a constructive way, nothing but constructive. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've had people reach out for, from all over the world uh, thanking Josh and, you know, me, I guess, for, for, you know, putting ourselves out there. And, and it's been really reinforcing to, to both of us. Um, as far as Ted, I mean, I, I love Ted. I love Ted talks. <laughs> I listen to him all the time and I, it was so casual, dude. I was actually writing a think piece for myself and we needed, uh, I saw that there was going to be a TEDx, uh, uh, kind of around, around here on Long Island. And I wanted to be like right in there with one of the first applications. So I showed Josh the think piece that I was writing. It has since the topic has since completely changed, by the way, but um, he liked it. So we just pitched it. And, you know, it's kind of like when I write a grant and I don't think I'm going to win and then I, I get it. And now I got to figure out how to make it work. You know what I mean? Um, I had no, you know, it really caught us off guard. Um, and, and again, that think piece was really cool as a think piece. It's just like a blog. Right. But it really didn't work for me and Josh. And that's what George has actually been talking about uh, when he goes live on Facebook a little bit, how he kind of like we submitted the draft. I was kind of make this all this whole thing. It was actually uh, 
part of it was a little bit punk focused and using analogies because Josh really benefits from analogies about how to instill social change in the in the digital age, and it it didn't work. Um, but we we we're doing something a little bit more on the nose now, which uh, which we're really really excited about and really really confident about. And and yeah, I I, I love having that platform and I love being able to help Josh have that platform to to reach out and. Uh, you know, he's always focused on reaching out to all the little Joshes, all the people that are in his position or their moms or their teachers. And, and we're doing it. So we're so, really stoked. So so uh, let's get real here. Stop teasing. Stop teasing TEDx Farmingdale on September 7th in Farmingdale, New York. Tickets on sale now. Stop teasing that and give it <laughs> give us give us a little taste, a little taste of, of this new draft. What is this okay. looking at now? So uh, you're here to hear first. Um, the, the, the name of our talk is uh, Be Selfish, Embrace Neurodiversity. And it's about the, the byproduct of uh, the, 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 the extra benefits, the added benefits to the outsider of including people that are different than you um, in, in employment, in just social settings, in uh, marketing, um, just that thinking, considering people for example, the one in 59 people with autism in the U.S. right now, considering them in everything you do is doesn't just benefit them. So, of course, it benefits them. And that's obviously our main focus yeah. in, in our careers. But when you're talking to an audience of the other 58 people um, or people who don't know someone and don't have a horse in the game, um, it, it's it's really beneficial for them to understand that this isn't just this isn't just about, you know, your neighbor's cousin. You know what I mean? It's about your business. It's about your community. It's about, you know, and and if you have a kid or your kid has a kid, it, it could be much more directly about you. So it's mm -hmm. probably in, it's probably in your best interest to be considering everyone, you know. So in, you know, aside from from altruism, I mean, you're going this is taking a bold stand here being selfish, right? Yeah. Um, what are what are some of the things for the fifty eight? Like, what is one thing for someone to consider um, uh, aside from the the pure altruism of this could be your neighbor, this could be a member I'll, of your I'll, community. I'll, I'll I'll talk about the most obvious one that I've kind of um, beaten to death uh, on the podcast. Um, it's it's hiring. Uh, you know, I you know nine to five see individuals come in here whose parents or them say. I never thought they'd have this opportunity, um, and and you know maybe they have some sort of little hang up about some sort of sensitivity to sound or something like that or or whatever where they couldn't even bag groceries, let's say. Yeah. But when they come here, um, they're able to really really flourish just because we consider them and we and you know we're setting them up for success. Now people with autism tend to be extremely good at certain things. It's something called splintered skills, right? And I don't know if you know about this because of your background, but you know, someone who's an incredible uh, small picture detail oriented thinker or someone with really good fine motor skills might be uh, really bad at looking at planning out their week or their month or might be really bad at carrying a heavy box, right? Um, but if you set people up for success and you hone in on people's strengths, um, the, 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 the individuals that we employ and that we provide uh, vocational training experiences to are just, um, they, they, they exceed my abilities um, 
and, and most of our abilities in so, so many things. Like if you want a stack of, of, of papers alphabetized, I know the guy. If you want, if you want someone, <laughs> if you want someone who remembers every birthday in your whole office of a hundred people, I have your guy. If you want someone who, like Josh, who just gets here an hour early because he just wants to, you know, be just a, an arbiter of change and an ally for the cause and give tours and and mentor people who are younger than him or have more challenges than him. I have your guy in, in my co-host Josh. Um, there. It really does benefit yeah. an employer and an economy because you're turning people who are formerly dependent on the state into taxpayers. It, so what's what's the downside there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down, my friend. Um, like it's uh, you know, and you're very positive psychology right now. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an honorary degree since I can grant them on this uh, index card when I see you. <laughs> you get an honorary degree. Um, but when 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 you're talking about um, having someone who's coming in already masterful at a specific skill set, you're talking about uh, costs of training going down. Um, you know, uh, you're talking about uh, things that will will contribute to a flourishing organization, um, for profit, non for profit, or not totally for profit. You know, and, not and so just for not not, not just, just for, pro for profit. Not I know Andreopolis would get on me yeah, if I didn't say that. Not not just for profit. All right, but, but I mean, you're you're really talking about altruism aside. If you want to bring in the best labor force, hire the best people. Well, I'll and, tell you what. Yeah. Uh, lo job loyalty and enthusiasm skyrockets with, with the neurodiverse population, not just because they're underemployed, but because in general, and you know, you have to talk about common traits. You can't talk about all people with autism, anything because, uh, Stephen Shore, a, a doctor, um, a psychologist that's on the autism spectrum famous famously says, if you know uh, a person with autism, great, you know, one person with autism, that doesn't mean much. Right. But, um, in general, they want to, they're, they're, they're teammates. They're, they want to be, they want to be dedicated to one thing and they want to give it their all. They don't want to miss work. Um, they want to move up. They want to get to, they want to learn. They want to get to know the ins and outs. Um, they're one of the most eager and loyal groups of people that, that I can think of. Mm. And so, um, it, the, the benefits are just insane. Really. Yeah. And, and and just because someone's coming in with a certain strength also doesn't mean we don't work on their challenges. And there's people Absolutely. who have come here uh, and, and and, you know, flourished and, and uh, are able to all of a sudden self-advocate or, yeah. or or do things that they were have never been able to do because they lack the confidence. So um, it's not just about finding someone with like a, a superpower, like a Rain Man type scenario. Um, but once once people learn um, the, the, the boundaries, the guidelines, the expectations, you're going to get a killer employee, mm. killer. Mm. How has, uh, working with this community changed Dave Thompson? It's a cool question. I think I'm more comfortable in my own skin and with my own voice than I've ever been. Um, because I'm putting my all into, because, because like I said, it's a lifelong uh, focusing and honing in on on what I'm all about, and now I've just kind of found that vessel or that um, that you know kind of more specific um, goal, and 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 now I can work on on developing me. Um, so you know, as soon as I started, you know, I had tattoos before, 
but once I knew I was staying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once but, I knew. Plus, you get to use all that sound equipment, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you... dude, it was going to waste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... When sound equipment starts gathering dust, man, you know you're gonna oh, have to return oh. to it at some point, man. It's no, it's no bueno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I just I, I found somewhere that it's just like a lot of the individuals that I support. I found somewhere that celebrated me for my strengths, and and my my executive director, my direct uh, supervisor, Nicole. Um, just like how I say I, I set up my participants for success, she saw something in me and she sees something in her employees that's special and she figures out a way to to hone in on it and, 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 and flesh it out. And, and so to come to work every day and do what I'm good at because it's kind of been carved out for me and that opportunity to kind of explore and try things and throw a bunch of stuff at a wall and see, see what yeah. sticks. Uh, to be able to to have that kind of environment and be encouraged to do that um, has been just magical for me. I mean, sure. I, I would have there was a time where I probably would have started my own project when I was kind of floundering. But I'm not so good at like the the boring stuff, like the Excel spreadsheet kind of stuff. And and that's probably the only reason why I didn't. But I found a place that. I get to do the fun stuff and the stuff the stuff that's fun for me. Other people yep. want to be accountants and that's fine, but I found somewhere where I get to do what I'm good at and what I want to do and they need it and and th that's just killer. So It's your tribe, baby. It's your tribe. Yeah, for um, sure. I, you've made this point so clear to me now that I almost see it as like it's almost intuitive like why isn't why isn't change happening faster? I think, you know, in, if you look at like time, we're getting all existential up in here. Zoom out, zoom out into, <laughs> into space. And it's like in Men in Black when like it turns out the solar system's just in a marble and there's like a giant <laughs> guy playing golf with it. No, but if you look at time, I mean, it is happening faster than ever, for sure. Just in the amount of time that Spectrum Designs has been open since 2011, uh, they were like, doing something that didn't even really have a name. Now it's called social enterprise, you know, a, a business that has a social focus and a, and a social mission. Um, but they didn't even know, I don't even think they knew that word when they first started it. It was just a couple of moms um, and, and an educator, th three people that got together and founded these two nonprofits because they wanted a place for their kids to work. Um, and, and it's grown so much just in the past uh, few years since 2011. But, um, I think I think it's a process, and I think we're we're definitely headed in the right direction. There are uh, a number of companies that are you know huge Fortune 500 companies that are really taking the initiative to uh, tr you know create more inclusive hiring programs. A lot of the tech companies, the the Googles and the Microsofts and um, HP, Ford. You know, and, and then there's there's not a lot of nonprofits that are able to do it, have a self-sustaining nonprofit that's an inclusive employer. Uh, it's more the bigger, the massive companies that have like a like really sure they employ 200 people with autism or, or uh, you know, various challenges. But that's like point two percent of their employees, which is fine. It's still better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have other people who understand the incentive of using, a, a, you know, a, of of being a customer of a place like Spectrum Designs where they're saying, okay, the pricing is competitive and I'm also, I would be getting these shirts no matter what and now I'm going to also be 
supporting this and able to, you know, there's a business incentive of being able to show off about it. It's a kind of yeah. a very like hot thing right now. Yeah. Um, but also just, it makes you feel good to do good. And, and I think more and more people are, are picking up on that and saying, you know, it's kind of like something as simple as uh, one of those shoes, Tom's, where like every pair of shoes that you buy, that one gets given to someone vulnerable. Everyone knows that. And as soon as you see the branding of Tom's, right, you you know, oh, that, that person, to some extent, even in a microscopic way, is is a do-gooder. They've done I know they've done at least one good deed, right? And that probably makes the 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 wearer feel good. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I wanted to I, I wanted to throw this out. Uh, the for for the most part we've been talking about and in a very compelling way, why we should bring about a more inclusive um, world. Uh, what about the person who's sitting watching the show, watching the replay, hitting the heart? Good, good. The call and response is still work, working. But they're watching the show and they're like, how can, how can I incorporate this into my locus of control to contribute to helping to change the world? I like that. I mean... It could be something as small as just and, and we don't even have to talk about autism, man. I mean, yeah. inclusivity is not just about that. Yeah. It's just kind of, again, my my thing. But to just in a small way, you know, when you're out and you're at Target and, you know, the person bagging your groceries or pushing carts, you know, has some sort of a, a challenge, be it social or a physical challenge or, or whatever, just not being so you see so many people being not stuffy, just a bit more standoffish mm -hmm. and just to whether they have a challenge or not, whoever people are, I mean, I, I hate to paint with such a broad brush, but kindness and just like putting yourself out there with enthusiasm and, and confidence in your kindness goes such a long way, you know, mm -hmm. and putting, putting yourself out there to have a conversation that might not be the easiest, ask questions. And, and also when you receive questions like that to, Understand that as long as people are trying, we don't have to be so divisive. And so, you know, um, as long as people have good intentions, which I think in general people people do, uh, whatever that means to you, um, then then we're all OK. Then we're then we're we're making progress. We're doing good. So I think, you know, just starting from that, I'm not going to tell anyone to donate to anything or, or use, you know, just it's about the way you wake up in the morning. And, and I think that you could probably speak to this even better than me, just doing more, doing more good than harm. Like, you know, what did I, what did I do today? And to me, this is me personally. And I can't, I can't say it for anyone else. If I'm not doing good, if I'm stagnant, that's to me, that's bad. Like I'm like, you know what, you know how sharks can't stop swimming or else they die. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm not constantly moving forward in some sort of aspect, um, as far as this social change stuff, then I don't feel good. Like, yep. and, and I, I, if I feel like if more people felt like that, um, we'd be, we'd be a little bit better off, you know? Dave Thomas, I need to know about the quality and blend of that actual t-shirt. Cause that, that came from spectrum, right? It did. So, so yeah. I, I need to know the quality and blend of that shirt. Let's I can actually, I think you're wearing a uh, Bella Canvas uh, 8800. I right am now. wearing a Bella Canvas 8800. <laughs> I, that's not a Gildan. That's a nice quality shirt you got. Talking, talking yeah, about mine? Yeah, yours. I think, I think this is called Next Level. 
Okay. Next level's also the higher end. Uh, yeah, we like to print on the good stuff, but we'll do whatever. Okay, yeah. so we might need to talk about uh, the Joy Revolution T-shirts that are about to come out. Oh yeah. Um. So so hopefully Josh won't bust my uh, bust my <laughs> chops too much <laughs> on it. Um. I have uh. You've said enough. You've said enough. You have been judged and graded. <laughs> and you received an A plus for today. A plus, A plus, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I got to have you back on the show. We're getting burgers over there in Farmingdale, oh, uh, sure. September the seventh. Uh, <laughs> the, the website is up, but also at the same time, I want um, y'all to know about some of the things that that uh, uh, Dave has been talking about. Uh, WorkJam, WorkJam.com just launched. Um, which is the uh, remote learning program designed for folks with autism. Workjam.org is where to go. Spectrum Designs, you want your t-shirts, you want them hot fresh now? Spectrumdesigns.org is the place to go. And of course, if you want to hear the uh, the podcast, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to be clicking on, on this uh, with Josh and uh, Dave. Sounds like autism um that baby's been uh start from start from the first episode and let's hear him uh sound all uh, awkward and then grow into the rule if you don't have if you don't have a lot of time just do the first and the last of the season and you will laugh because it, it's so <laughs> and just feel good about it just feel good about that growth and and, and you know it, it's it's a i can't even stand to do i haven't even done it but i just know like, I, <laughs> I can't I, do it myself. It's like how Leonardo DiCaprio never watches his own movies. Like, I, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to listen to it. I love it. Um, Thompson, I hope that you're going to come back, bro. I, I hope Thank that you. you come back on the show, yeah. man. Um, and I'm going to send I'm gonna send Josh, too, if that's okay. I want absolutely, Josh. Absolutely. 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 Cool. So this is why it's called the Golden Mike Live. This is why it's called the Golden Mike Live. So I get to go back into coach mode, and I'm going to do a quick visioning activity with you um, for a second. And so I want you to imagine, if you will, that um, there already is a mic there, um, but a golden mic. Now, oh. a golden mic is coming down from your ceiling. And this golden mic, um, Dave, has the power to translate into every language all across the world. Since you talked about the multiverse, all across the multiverse to every sentient being in it. And everyone will be able to hear what it is that you want to say. You have free will um, to say whatever it is that you want next. And the no thing pressure. is, and the thing is, a few people are needing to hear what you're about to say. Mm. So, Dave Thompson, your golden mic is live now. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Dave Thompson uh, here in New York, broadcasting live from the golden microphone. Uh, this is a public service announcement, <laughs> and I'll get right to it. Not one to beat around the bush. <laughs> I just want to say that um, your mic doesn't have to be golden to, to, to help change the world. Um, this one is, and that's great. But whether it's a megaphone or you're just screaming, scream it louder until they can hear you. And, and uh, you know, do what you can when you can. And no matter how small your microphone or how loud you're able to be, um, as long as you're putting that positivity out into the world, you're doing the right thing. And, and uh, the, the color of the microphone doesn't mean anything. Amazing. Um, Dave Thompson, I want you to hold out that microphone because I'm going to give it out to somebody tomorrow. But I want you to hold on to it and savor it for one second. Do you feel a weight in that? 
That's an expensive microphone. Now I want you to smash that punk rock style. <laughs> I want you to smash it punk rock style. Jump on it with your Doc Martens. Jump on it with your Doc Martens. Smash it. <laughs> Dave, it's been an absolute blast. <laughs> It's been an absolute absolute blast having you on, man. Um, I'm sure. going to see you at uh, TEDx Farmingdale, September the 7th. Uh, all these websites, amazing websites. Go ch- check them out. They're in the show notes. And finally, um, Dave and I have a question for everyone watching and sharing this out. If you're feeling happy and you're living life to your full purpose, what is your responsibility to change history for the better? Dave Thompson, Mark Cordone, 172 of these. We'll see you in 173, baby.